magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we've come to praise you. Oh, Lord, we've come to lift you up tonight. We've come to glorify your holy name, Jesus. Oh, we come to give you all the glory and all the honor, dear God. Oh, we come to bless your name at all times. Oh, you are worthy, dear God. There is none other like you, Jesus. You are mighty. You are holy. You are worthy. Oh, there is none like unto you, Jesus. There is none like unto you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight in the house of the Lord, in Jesus' name. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 145. Beginning at verse, beginning at verse 14, the Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him and all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk about the key to deliverance. The key to deliverance. You can be seated tonight. The psalmist tells us that the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Not only those that call upon him, but all those that call upon him in truth. This world teaches us that we are supposed to call upon different ones, everything else other than God, everybody other than God. Uh, you'll find out that when people are in trouble, when they're in a time of need, they're in distress. Not too many people call upon God. That's not their first option. A lot of times people call upon loved ones. They call upon friends, family for help, tell them how bad things are. Now, there are people that call upon so-called preachers and evangelists, and televangelists, asking and seeking for help. Uh, there are people that call upon people that have been placed upon a pedestal in this world, and somehow they try to find help for their need and for their situation.
But the Bible tells us and it teaches very strongly that those that, everybody that whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. The Bible teaches us that. Uh, tonight, I want to understand who it is that I'm supposed to be calling upon. I want to understand what happens when I call upon the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because the writer tells us that the Lord is nigh unto those that call upon him. I don't know about anybody else tonight, but I want God to get as close to me as he possibly can. I need God to be uh, right next to me. I need God to be in my home. I need God to be with me when I leave this place tonight. But in order for that to happen, I have to have an understanding that I have to call upon him tonight. The Bible didn't say that whosoever whisper, whosoever hum, uh, whosoever think about him. The Bible says whosoever call upon him shall be saved. The writer said that whosoever call upon the Lord that he is nigh unto them. I don't know about anybody else tonight, but I come into the house of the Lord to call upon the name of the Lord. I come to cry out to Jesus Christ tonight and let him know what is going on in my life. Let him know what I'm dealing with and let him know that he is the only answer, that I have no other option, I have no other solution, but it all ends at Jesus Christ tonight. I want to know if anybody came to call upon the name of the Lord, that you didn't just come because it's Wednesday night and it's just what we do on Wednesday night, but you came with the determination that you're going to call upon the name of the Lord because you understand that's the only way you're going to make it out of your situation. That's the only way you're going to make it out of your circumstance. You can be seated tonight. Bible teaches and shows us this principle all throughout Scripture. You'll read about a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus had a he had a problem. His problem was that he had never seen the blue sky. He never seen the green grass. Bartimaeus was a blind man. The Bible tells us that he heard the commotion one day, and he heard that Jesus Christ was coming in to the city. And Bartimaeus was determined that this is the day that I'm going to get my healing. This is the day that I'm going to get my need met. And the Bible says that he cried out, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And the people around him, they wanted him to be quiet. They wanted him to hold his peace. It always amazed me that people that could see, people that didn't have no problem with seeing, they wanted this man to be quiet. They didn't want him to express uh, just how much he was in need. But Bartimaeus, the Bible said, tells us that Bartimaeus did not listen to them, but he cried the louder, Jesus, thou son of David, have Mercy on me. The Bible says Jesus came to him, asked him what he had need of. He told Jesus, I want to see. Jesus touched him. When it was all said and done, Bartimaeus had his sight. He could see. And there was a wonderful and a marvelous thing that 
Jesus had performed that day. I want somebody to know that you got to have a determination. If you're going to be delivered tonight, if you're going to have things that are are holding you captive. If those things are going to come off of you, you got to have a determination tonight that I don't care who says what, I don't care who does what, I don't care who's looking, I don't care who's watching. Before I leave this place tonight, I'm going to leave delivered. So I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, you can rest assured when you open up your mouth to praise God, the devil is going to tell you, you need to be quiet. You can't do that. But you need to let the devil know, you don't control me tonight. You don't tell me what I can and cannot do. I came in here with a need, and I'm going to leave here delivered. And I'm going to open up my mouth, and I'm going to let God know that I need you more than ever. I can't make it another day without you touching me, without you moving in my life. I think it's about time we stop listening to the devil. I think it's about time you stop allowing the devil to talk you out of your blessing, to talk you out of your miracle, to talk you out of the Holy Ghost. I think it's about time we let the devil know that you don't control me. Matter of fact, I'm going to put you where you belong, and that's underneath my feet. I'm leaving here with victory. I'm leaving here with joy. I'm leaving here with peace. I'm leaving here with the Holy Ghost. You can be seated tonight. The devil knows that when you begin to praise God and when you begin to lift up your voice and let God know that you have a need for him, that you can't make it without him. The devil knows that that something takes place, something happens. God shows up. And God begins to loose strongholds. God begins to knock down walls, knock down barriers that would hold people in and keep people from receiving what he has for them. I believe tonight that there are people that have walked in here bound by some things. There are people that have walked in here and rebellion has a hold of you. There are people that have come in here and worldliness have a hold on you. There are people that have come and disobedience have a hold on you. But I want you to know tonight that God stands ready to heal you. He stands ready to knock that unclean spirit off of you so you can see things the way that it really is. So that you can see this thing for what it's really all about. And Oh, come on, somebody. I know you're tired of wrestling with that unclean spirit. I know you're tired of fighting that battle. Why don't you go ahead and get your hands in the air? Why don't you go ahead and open up your mouth? Why don't you go ahead and allow God to move on your heart? Come on, I'm not staying in rebellion one more day. I'm not staying in disobedience one more day. I'm not allowing the world to influence me one more day. I'm going to let God move in my heart and in my life. Come on, somebody, you want to be delivered, go ahead and open up your mouth. Go ahead and lift up your hands. Go ahead and let God know that I need you tonight. There's no other way of doing it. 
There's no other way of getting victory tonight. There's no other way of overcoming tonight. You want to overcome, you got to open up your mouth. You got to lift up your hands. You got to let God know that there is a need in my life tonight. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. You got to let God know that there's a need. You can't remain bound by things and think that you can think your way through it. Think that you have the answer. Think that you have the solution. Somebody has to understand that the only solution, the only answer is Jesus Christ tonight. I don't care what the world is saying. I don't care what kind of advice Dr. Phil is giving. I don't care what kind of advice Oprah is giving. But I want you to know that the advice you ought to take tonight is that you got to get in the word of God. You got to seek the face of the Lord and you got to let God know that I need you. I don't need the ideas of the world. I don't need the opinions of Hollywood. I don't need the opinions of everybody else. I need you, Jesus. I need you to touch me. I need you to revive me. I need you to renew me. I need you to straighten my mind out the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm looking at things. I need you to fix me tonight. You can be seated tonight. The word tells us that Paul and Silas was locked in a, a prison cell they was in chains. They was shackled. And I love reading it. I love reading this account because I found that it has uh, it has helped me in my time of despair. It has helped me when I felt that I was locked up. My spirit was locked up in chains, and that I somehow I I couldn't find my way out of the situation. And I read this account, and it gave me an example of how to respond when you feel like it's your worst moment, when you feel like it's your darkest hour. The Bible tells us that it was midnight, and they was locked in chains. They was behind a jail cell. And the Bible didn't tell us that Paul and Silas was murmuring and complaining about their situation. It doesn't tell us that their lips was dragging the ground the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas, they begin to sing praises. They begin to worship and magnify the king of kings. And the Bible says when that happened, there was an earthquake that took place. And when it was all said and done, Paul and Silas, their chains had fell off of them. I want you to know tonight, you might be going through your darkest hour. You might have chains wrapped all around you, but I want you to know that it's not time to murmur. It's not time to complain. It's not time to have a pity party. It's not time for your lip to drag a ground. It's time for you to get your hands in the air. It's time for you to open up your mouth and magnify and praise the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. You won't change the fall off. The key to overcoming, the key to victory tonight is praising and magnifying the name of the
the Lord, not just in good times, but in bad times as well. David said, I bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on. You need to praise him in the good times, but more importantly, you need to praise him in the bad times when it doesn't feel good, when you don't want to go through it. You still got to praise him if you're going to get the victory. You can be seated tonight. I'm talking about the key to deliverance. There are people that are bound by certain addictions, chemical substance. And the world will tell you that you need to check in to some AA or NA meeting or you need to go to a 28-day program and get yourself together or you need to, um, you know, you need to uh, some 12-step program and all of these things. And I'm not making fun. Those things do have its place. But I want you to know that they're only for the short term. It's only for the short term. You might do good for three months, but chances are you're going to fall back off of that wagon. You might do good for a year, but chances are somewhere down the line you're going to hit a rough patch and you're going to fall off of that wagon. But I want you to know that when God begins to work in your life, God doesn't just work. He doesn't just heal. He doesn't just save and deliver for a little bit, for a moment, for a year or two. The Bible tells us that he saves to the uttermost. When God begins to work in your life, you better rest assured that there's going to be deliverance. There's going to be overcoming power, not just for three months, not just for one year, not just for a little bit. But the Bible tells us he takes us from glory to glory. And when God begins to work in your life, you better rest assured that it's for the good. And he's going to complete the work. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Come on, somebody. It's about time we get it in our hearts and get it in our minds that we got to call upon the name of the Lord. If my babies are going to be saved, I got to call upon the name of the Lord. If I'm going to come out of that financial difficulty, I got to call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, if my marriage is going to stay together, i got to call upon the name of the Lord. If I'm going to walk in victory on a daily basis, i got to call upon the name of the Lord. You can be seated tonight. Word goes on and tells us, When you call upon God, you can rest assured that he's going to hear you. When you call upon him in truth, the Bible tells us. There are a lot of people that are calling upon God. But the problem is, it's not in truth. It's not in truth. The Bible tells us that they that worship him, that we're supposed to worship him, not only in spirit, but in truth. You got to worship God. You got to call upon him in truth. 
That means not only doctrine-wise, the Word of God, that means I got to be in truth as well. My behavior, my attitude, it has to be according to truth. If God is going to hear me, if God is going to meet my need, I can't just be running and doing my own thing and call upon the name of the Lord and think that God hears me. I can't just have all manner of wickedness in my heart and think that God is going to hear me. I can't be rubbing shoulders with the world and think that God is going to hear me. You'll read in the book of Isaiah where Isaiah begins to tell us that the, that the hand of the Lord is not short, that it can't save, and that his ear is not heavy, that he, can't, that he don't hear. But then he goes on in the next verse, and he tells them why the Lord is not saving them, why the Lord is not hearing them. And he said, it's because of your iniquity. I can't have iniquity in my heart and open up my mouth and think that God is going to hear me. I can't be in rebellion tonight and open up my mouth and think that God is going to hear me. In order for God to hear me, I don't only have to call upon him, but I got to call upon him in truth. I got to be in line with his word. Come on, you can't be out of balance. You can't be on the left. You can't be on the right and think that God hears you. You got to be on that straight and narrow. You got to be entering into that straight gate on a daily basis. If God is going to hear you, if God is going to move on your behalf. Come on, I want to be in truth tonight. I don't want to just have the word, the knowledge of the word, but I want to apply the word. I want to walk in truth. I want to walk in honesty. I want to walk uprightly before the Lord. Amen. You can be seated tonight. You know, people can, the devil can move on people's heart, cause them to begin to see things. perspective. You know, you can be out of line and in outright disobedience and somehow you think you're doing the word of the Lord, the work of the Lord. Somehow you think that a person can think that they're in line with God's word. I want to know what the word of God says tonight. I want to know what is going to cause me to have victory tonight. I know that I have to call upon the name of the Lord, but I want to know that I have to call upon him in truth. I can't just know what the truth is, but my life has to be a, a, an example and an image of what the truth is. I can't be just acting any kind of way. I can't just be uh, doing any kind of thing and think that when I open up my mouth, God hears me. It's not true. We got to call upon him in truth tonight. We have to be obedient, young people, tonight. We have to get in line with the word of God. We have to love the things of God. We have to appreciate what is being given to us, what's being poured inside, pouring into us. Because you got to understand, good things are being poured into you. This is a safe haven tonight. I, I'm going to tell you, as a young person, I didn't understand that tonight, but I stand here 
35 years old, and I recognize that this is a safe place tonight. This is a safe haven tonight. You don't want to have to go through the hard knots of this world before you recognize that this is a safe place. Going to a church, a Holy Ghost filled Christian academy is a safe place place. You don't want to take that for granted. You don't want to roll your eyes to it. You don't want to act like it don't mean anything. It should mean everything to you tonight because there are people that are trying to preserve you. God is trying to preserve you. God is trying to keep you. He is trying to protect you. Don't take it for granted tonight. You can be seated tonight. You'll read in the word where the Bible tells us that Daniel, he called upon the name of the Lord three times a day, the scripture tells us. And the decree went out that no one was supposed to call and worship anyone other than the king. Or they was going to be thrown to the lion's den. The word of God tells us that Daniel, he paid that decree no mind. The Bible says he opened up his window and he began to call upon Jehovah. And when the word came back to the king that Daniel supposedly disobeyed your command, the Bible says that they threw Daniel into the lion's den. The word of God tells us that when the king got up the next morning to see how things was, he saw and he went down and he called out to Daniel. And Daniel let the king know that the Lord shut the mouth of the lion. Listen, I want you to know that you better rest assured that when you call upon the name of the Lord, you may be going through a trial. You may be thrown into the lion's den. But I want you to know that there's a God that knows how to shut the mouth of the lion. There's a God that knows how to deliver you from every trial, every circumstance, every situation. The the key is you got to call upon the name of the Lord. You got to lift him up. You got to open up your mouth and let God know that I need you. You got to open up your mouth. You can be seated tonight. You want walls to come down, you got to open up your mouth. You can't be quiet. You want walls of depression that holds you captive and causes you to fear and causes you to believe that, no, you have nobody and that nobody loves you. You want that wall to come down, you got to call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, you want that, that wall called lust that drives you to do things and to look at things that you really don't want to do, that you know goes against the word of God, but somehow you don't have any power over it. You want that wall to come down? You got to call upon the name of the Lord. 
I'm talking about walls of bitterness that cause people to that, that, that not have any joy, to not have any peace, that it doesn't have any happiness. You want that wall to come down, you have to call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says that when they marched around the wall on the seventh day, that they let out a shout and the walls came down. Somebody got to open up your mouth tonight and let out a shout. And I promise you, those walls of prejudice will come down. Those walls of depression will come down. Come on, somebody. You got to shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Come on, open up your mouth. Lift up your hands. Open up your mouth and let God move in your life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. There are walls that are built up in your life that that are trying to keep you from the promises of God. But I want to know if there are some people that are in Belgrade tonight that are determined you're not going to hold me captive any longer. You're not going to box me in any longer. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm going to get the victory. I'm going to let God move in my life. I'm going to let God fill me. I'm going to let his purpose be fulfilled in my life. Oh, come on, somebody, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Come on. Come on, somebody. You're arguing. You're fussing and fighting in your marriage, in your relationship, because you're not calling upon the Lord. Go ahead and lift up your voice. Go ahead and open up your mouth, and I promise you God will smooth out those rough patches. Oh, come on, somebody. I believe there are some young people tonight that have allowed walls of lust to be built up in their lives as you're looking towards the things of the world, as you're listening to the things of the world, as you're going to places on the computer that you don't belong. I want you to know if you want to come out of that, you got to open up your mouth and you got to cry out to the name of the Lord. And God will save you. God will deliver you. God will hold you up. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Come on, somebody. Don't let the devil rob you. Don't let him rob you of the Holy Ghost. Don't let him rob you of your relationship. Don't let him rob you of the good things that God is doing in your life. Oh, come on, cry out to him. The Holy Ghost is in here. Lift up your voice. Cry out to him. Come on. When is the last time you let God fill you? When is the last time you cried before the Lord? When is the last time you spoke in other tongues as God gave you the utterance? Come on, somebody. Break down those walls. Break through those walls. Make it up in your mind. I'm coming out of this thing tonight. I'm letting God pull me out of this pit, out of this mud hole tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. 
you're going to find out that God is going to draw close to you. He's going to begin to minister to you. He's going to begin to touch you. He's going to begin to save you. He's going to begin to work in your life tonight. Oh, come on. The Holy Ghost is in here. The Holy Ghost is in here. Come on. Come on, do I have any Bartimaeus that have made it up in their mind? I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going to keep my mouth closed. I'm going to shout. I'm going to cry out to him. Jesus is in the house, and I'm not going to let it pass me by. But I'm going to cry out, and I'm going to grab a hold of the hem of this garment. You don't need a 12-step program. You don't need to look to the world for advice. You don't need to take the advice of the hypocrites and of the the leaders of this world. You need to call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come on, walls of bitterness is coming down. Walls of depression is coming down. Walls of low self-esteem is coming down. Walls of prejudice is coming down. Walls of lust. Walls of rebellion is coming down in Jesus' name. Come on, church, lift up your voice. Cry out to him. The Holy Ghost is here. I know you feel the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. Come on, young people, lift up your voice. Cry out to the Lord. Let God saturate you. Let him baptize you once again. Let him renew you once again. Oh, these altars are open tonight. I invite somebody to come down with your hands. Lift it. Come on, lift up your voice. Cry out to him. Come on, you don't need to read a book. You need to read the word of God. And you'll find out how to overcome. You'll find out what it takes. And I want you to know it takes you opening up your mouth and crying out to God. And letting God know that I may have made a mess of some things. I may have got involved in some things that I shouldn't, but I need you once again, Jesus. I need you to move in my life once again, Jesus. Come on, I may have looked at some things that I shouldn't have. I may have hung around some people that I shouldn't have, but God, I need you once again. I need you once again. I need you to revive me. I need you to renew me. I need you to restore me. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, no, 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 no. 